This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. They're just like, stick your hand in that itch cream there, buddy. Get over with. We paid you you $5. You'll do whatever the fuck we tell you this week. Wow, dude. Um, I don't really want to talk about Vladimir Putin's dick, like, whatsoever. I bet it looks just like him. (laughs) <laughs> just, just smaller Smug and KGB like Like a goddamn Oscar statue or something <laughs> Till I cover that overhead There ain't no extra monies coming in Yeah there's no salary coming into you So I, I need boat money I need to buy a boat What about boats and hose I feel like what exactly. you need Buy the boat the hose will come Sorry about my shit intro Ladies and gentlemen Welcome to Now That I'm Older With Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin A.K.A. K.B. Paperstacks A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar A.K.A. Danger Zone A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller And A.K.A. MC Killer B No one calls you any of that So growing up in the South, I had a very healthy respect for my mom and dad. And it wasn't just because they were my mom and dad. It was also because living in the South back in the 80s and the 90s, parents were not afraid to bust your ass for anything that you did wrong. And this could be a great many things. Maybe you were supposed to be watching your little brother who's six years younger than you, and he said something stupid and you popped him in the mouth. And as soon as mom and dad got home, the first thing that little snitch did was run and tell on you. And then you got an ass whooping for it. Maybe you were over at your grandmother's house or your uncle's house and you said something you weren't supposed to. Maybe mom or dad heard you say a cuss word or something like that that you weren't supposed to. And they get on to you right then. And depending on how bad the cuss word was, you might have gotten an ass whooping right then. Or you might have gotten in the car and gotten that talking to that said, as soon as we get to the house, I'm going to bust your ass. And you would take an ass whooping for it. Or maybe you got a really, really bad grade on your report card. Back in the South in the 80s and the 90s, parents would bust your ass for getting a bad grade. Now for me... I usually didn't get bad grades. In fact, progress report time was one of my favorite times. I would always get surprise, surprise, disciplinary things that said Shane talks too much. Shane wants to interact with all the people around him way more than he wants to do his work, but I would get my stuff done. I always got A's and B's. I knew how to do all my letters. I knew how to do all the counting as soon as we got into math and all that shit. I did great in school. Usually I was an A and B student. And for the most part, everything went really well. Well, for me, right around fifth grade, I got my progress report in my hands, and I knew I'd been struggling in science class. I knew I'd been having a little bit of trouble. I'd had a couple of weeks where we'd been out for my grandfather's funeral and stuff like that, so I'd missed a couple of assignments, and I tried to make the work up, but let's be honest, in fifth grade, it was like, eh, I'm not really worried about the future right now. I'm more focused on watching Voltron when I get home or watching G.I. Joe, so I wasn't really focused on trying to make up the science assignments. But when my progress report came, and I looked down, and I saw the line with the curved line in front of it, and realized it was a D, my heart sank. See, in my house, as I said, always a good student, A's and B's. They were saying, you know, Shane, you're going to be one of the ones that's going to go to college when you get out of school. When you finally get out, maybe you'll be, you'll have such good grades, you'll be able to go to college one day, boy. And as soon as I got that progress report in my hands, it said the same shit it usually did. A's and B's for every other class except for science where there was that D. And then there was the, you know, he's in trouble for talking and shit like that. But I stared at that D all the way home because I knew I was going to have to present this report card to my mom. I was going to have to give this progress report to her. And I knew all hell was about to rain down upon my head. So I took my progress report home and I set it on the table in the envelope to make sure it was covered. 
I went and did all the dishes. I cleaned up the living room and everything like that. And as soon as mom got off work, she was like, well, how was school today? And she wanted to find out how things were. And she knew progress reports were coming up, but she didn't know exactly when they were going to be delivered. She said, well, did you get anything? You know, because we were always getting shit that needed to be signed. She's like, you need me to sign anything? Is anything going on? And I took in a big breath and went, I got my progress report today from, uh, from school and you need to look at it. And I was very solemn as I'm saying it. Like you can just see the look on this five-year-old or this fifth grade kid's face. You know, these hazel eyes, just so sad. My mom was like, what's wrong? Is something wrong with you? I said, you'll see when you get it. And I handed it to her. And all the happiness from the woman who'd gotten home from her job, had seen the living room cleaned, had seen the kitchen dishes done, had seen everything done that needed to be done. The color went out of her face as soon as she looked at the report card. And she got this stark look on her face and she said go out to the yard and pick a hickory switch and meet me in my bedroom now in the south you people who are in the north or people who are not from america don't understand what picking a hickory switch means what this meant was that your parents had ordered you to go into the yard find a bush that had long thin limbs on it pull one off bring that limb back into the house to give to your parents to beat your ass with and god help you if you picked a flimsy little bullshit limb that wasn't really going to hurt when you got hit with it because your mom would then go out and pick the most nasty branch that she could find to bring back into the house and whoop your ass with. So I go outside and I get my hickory switch and I bring it back inside and I sit down on the bed with my mom. And she said, now explain to me why you got a D before I bust your ass. She didn't really say bust your ass. She was a Christian woman. She was like, before I give you a whooping. And I started talking. And she started listening. And finally, I started explaining stuff that I wasn't really understanding in science class. And I grab my science book and I bring it over to her. And I'm showing her different concepts that I'm not really understanding at the time. And different stuff we're studying and stuff like that. And she's getting into it and she's listening to me. Before I know it, like 35 or 40 minutes have gone by. She still hasn't told me to stand up and get my ass busted. And we keep on talking. And we talk for like an hour and a half, almost two hours about science class. And then we pivoted to talking about different stuff. We talked about things going on at church, things going on with the family. And I started thinking, maybe I'm about to get out of this. My mom looks at me and goes, you know, this is like 45 minutes, an hour into this whole thing. She goes, you know, I'm supposed to give you, you are doing your best. And I do believe you're going to do better. Because if you don't, the next time you bring a D home, I'm going to give you such a whooping you will never, ever want to get anything less than a B for the rest of your life. Do you understand me? And in that moment, I understood my mom so crystal clear like I had never understood anyone else. As if the voice of God himself had come down and spoken to me, I would not have understood it any clearer than I did my mom that day. But the real point was, did not get a whooping. Hey guys, welcome back to a show that remembers a very dark time in our lives when there were no such thing as remotes. The only remote there was was when your dad would look at you and say, hey boy, go change that channel. Or as we like to call it, now that I'm older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at nowthatimolder.com or also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. 
Now, Potter Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Light the Fright podcast, the Struggling Actors podcast, and the NFL Picks Are In podcast. And this week, everything starts out normally. We start talking about updating you guys to let you know why we went on a little bit of a three-week hiatus. We talk about Kenny opening his own business. We talk about me moving my house and home repairs. And before you know it, we start talking about what if Kenny was a dictator like Saddam Hussein was. And then we pivot at the end to where Kenny starts talking about how he would not be afraid to take a job with Vladimir Putin and how much he respects the man. So check it out. We'll be right back. Does either one of you have anything even remotely interesting to tell me? So it's been about a month since we recorded last. Because I've been busy and shit. And Shane's like made himself busy. Okay. You made yourself busy too. Like you didn't just I wake didn't up. I make and myself busy. There's no other way to start a business than to be busy. There are totally other ways to sell your house than to drive yourself insane trying to do it in like a week. <laughs> Most people sell cars that fast. Listen, okay. we're going to do all this. Like, this is this is this is Shane and Nikki 101 over planning. <laughs> this is the first thing you have to accept about being, them being your friends. They will plan on building a continent in about three days. If I can get the right contract, if I can get the right, like, you know, shoal rocks to lay down in the first step, it'll all be good. I feel like if I can get the right contractors and I can get the right setup, I can get things done. Really quickly. The problem with building or not building, but like repairing your house. First off, if you live in your house for five years, it's going to be different than it was when you moved in. All the paint suddenly needs to be fixed. Everything needs to suddenly be refreshed and shit like that. There's a lot of shit going on. No, I'm not debating that all this shit has to be fixed, but setting my part of, of telling you you're being insane is by setting yourself these impossible timelines. Well, we started out with an impossible timeline, which was like two weeks to get everything exactly. done. They have a large house. They don't have like a little cottage somewhere that has a bedroom where everybody sleeps and another room that serves <laughs> as a kitchen slash living room slash dining room. No, these motherfuckers have a normal ass house with like eight rooms upstairs and a full basement. But sure, <laughs> two weeks sounds reasonable. Now, let's examine something while we're on this subject because I walked you down this path while you were on it. And, and you were you were a Taurus, so there's no way at that time you would admit that I was right. So let's just see if you agree with me in hindsight. Who does who had the most interest in you guys getting this done in two weeks? Um, it wasn't me. It wasn't the real estate agent. I think it was the real estate agent. I no, think Nick- actually it actually wasn't the real estate agent. What it was in the beginning, the real estate agent comes to us and says, "Listen." The perfect time to list your house is in spring. And she said the logic behind that is because parents are trying to get their kids into good school districts for the upcoming school year. A lot of them want to get moved over to where they're going to be, go ahead and put a contract in, because by the time the contract goes on and closing happens, that's going to be in May, and school's going to be over, and they can move into their new house in their new school district, and everything be great. That's what we were told by the real estate agent. That real sounds estate. like a good thing to tell people to get you their money faster, because in reality, you're not moving there for a year. Most people, if they're buying, it sounds more like a renter thing to me. It really does. My theory was that the real estate agent just wanted to get their cash quicker. They wanted to get you a little fire lit under your ass. But you guys took that times 10. <laughs> well, we, we went a little bit crazy um, trying to get everything done. And like we realized, I mean, like still, we got so much shit done at our house. Our house looks 9,000 times different than it did when we started this whole process. And I've been like, 
there's been times like I, this past Wednesday, I got to my house and legitimately was so busy getting shit done that I forgot to put a podcast together all together until that night. And I was like, holy I shit. I remembered, but I was really busy and I didn't want to remind him because then he would make me do a picture. Um, I haven't even asked Kenny. I've been so busy. I haven't asked Kenny to do a picture in three weeks. Which works out because I'm busy as fuck. Well, let's talk about how you're busy. You've been a, you honestly, I, you started selling crack cocaine, right? I think actually selling crack cocaine would make me less busy. I do walk around with little baggies of my product. It sometimes feels like I'm running a trap house. I feel it because I honestly, what you guys don't. I got see, a bunch of run, yeah. That the the uh, studio is kind of full of weird shit right now. Um, there's a legit this thing in the studio right now, and I'm gonna. I'm. I'm Kenny, don't talk. Would you like to know what its name is? Sure. And I didn't name it. What is it? Mature quail. Mature quail. Capital M, capital Q. MQ. Mature quail. It's Mature also quail. the machine serial number, which I actually kind of like. So here's. I'm gonna explain to you guys. This is how. The beginning of Skynet starts because he's making these models of teeth. And eventually I know Kenny. He's going to be like, you know, if I can make models of teeth, I can make I models made of a, an arm. I made a weed grinder the first day. I <laughs> 3D printed a weed grinder immediately. Kenny's going to 3D print himself a human. And I know what he's going to do. He's well, if you think about it, himself. I'm printing things that don't exist yet. Kenny is starting Skynet right so, here in the studio. So and for those are, of you guys who don't know what I do, I make basically clear aligners that move people's teeth. And so I have to make a mold to make the clear aligners. But these molds I'm printing with my 3D printer, they've never existed. This is me predicting where their teeth are going to go every stage of the treatment. So I'm literally printing things that are going to exist in the future before they exist. So Kenny is basically creating things. And then I built like a UV chamber and saved myself a thousand bucks. Which sounds really impressive, but he literally just put some lights in. No, I literally did. I just bought a cooler. <laughs> so this is the deal. You take them out of the printer, you got to put them in a UV chamber. They wanted to charge me another grand just to buy this UV chamber. And I print like 12, sometimes 18 models at a time. You can only cure one at a time with their machine. I was like, that's lost time. That's $1,000 I don't want to spend. So I bought a $5 cooler. It's right behind you. Oh, I know. It's legit like when you go to those um, – to the beach. And the shit cheap like that. cooler, not even one of the nice ones. A plain it's ass, the square styrofoam cooler, fucking cooler, which is perfect because it's white and white reflects UV light. So then I bought a strip off Amazon of UV uh, strip LEDs at sixty watts, which is really high wattage for a, for an LED. Right, and it's a whole strip of it was sixteen feet. And then I just put that shit in the cooler in a spiral and stapled it in. Used a little bit of Gorilla Glue to make sure it was solid, and. uh I put my models on a on the lid, put the cooler over it, plug it in, boom. Works faster and better than the $1,000 machine. It's really literally a cooler with some lights in it, guys. I know it sounds <laughs> impressive. I know it does. And he It is more impressive when you realize how simple it is because simplicity is true genius of science. <laughs> that, uh, that, wow. That was, that was honestly very fucking concise, Kenny. I, like I know it was concise. Think about why the iPhone took off. It had one fucking button. Yeah, it, it changed everything because suddenly you didn't need to like – there was no more buttons to touch. Engineering, you consider something in engineering, because I'm really more of an engineer than a science scientist. I don't usually discover things. I, I usually implement things better than they have been before. Engineering, the goal is to simplify something down to its most basic operating platform. You don't want any extra parts. Oftentimes, oh. I buy shit and cut out parts. So I don't think that you're very, very godlike, but I feel like that's kind of where you're going. With I'm, the whole I'm thing. pretty soon I'll be creating my own race. 
Um, I, I have no doubt that you're going to start out with like a small, like small. Well, first you're going to like Doby the Elf from, uh, from, the, from the Harry Potter series. That's what the first round's going to look like. I've already figured that out. And I'm going to make them look like that on purpose so they know who's in charge. So what happens when like three <laughs> And they can get all the fucking socks they want. They don't get to be free. <laughs> what happens when like three or four of them like decide to turn on you though? They're Doby size. They get, they get cockroached. Quack. First off, I don't want to ever come over here and see it. Kenny's place is dirty as fuck, and if he squashes a Dobie elf like around here, <laughs> she's gonna slide out under some stuff. It's gonna be gross as fuck. I'm just gonna go ahead. And, I'm not recording the podcast here anymore. We're doing a fucking remote. If you squash any elves, we're moving the podcast to my lab once it's done being built. I'm putting TVs in there and shit. So you know how uh, Dr. Dre always talks about being in the lab and shit. I mean, like we're that? literally putting in. We're two- literally gonna be in the lab yeah, recording the podcast because yeah, I'm literally putting it. We're buying a couch. We're going to have a couch and some sitting chairs with a t- nice big flat screen TV. Um, probably need to get some little side tables, put our microphones on, but that's no big deal. Uh, have some nice little little bar in there. So we're going to have a bar in the Not studios? alcohol bar, but you know, a bar. Make some drinks. So, <laughs> so why wouldn't we have alcohol? We can when we're doing the recording. I can't, be in there, can't be in there getting lit while I'm trying to fucking <laughs> move people's teeth around their fucking head. Well, I wasn't asking. First off, if you go to get like your quote unquote generic Invisalign, which is what this is. This is not generic. This is a handmade. They're more generic than I am. As a matter of fact, I know for a fact my work better. I'm an expert in their system too. Um, Kenny is now claiming to be better than a multinational company right now. Um, Dude, who makes – if you buy a knife, do you want to buy it from a big fucking brand name or do you want to buy it from a knife maker? I kind of want to buy it from Hattori Hanzo. After seeing Kill Bill, I want a knife that like did, that. Right, exactly. Does he like, have I a, want a custom – like a craftsman <laughs> exactly. to make it. So they, I'm with you. Like the, when so they make are, the trays, they have a laser that cuts them all real quick. I hand polish every tray. So these are artisanal if you're – if we're getting into that. Like these are artisanal teeth. Yeah, they really are. Making. I make every – Every single one myself. Okay. So Kenny in the past versus month, Invisalign who has them designed by Costa Ricans and then produced by Mexicans of Juarez. Why does it matter if they're Costa Ricans? Because why are those you racist people, against Costa I'm Ricans? I'm not racist against them. It's I'm their hearing government. some racism. Will you let me finish? Will you, can, I, can I finish please? Because their governments failed to protect them and people can hire them for nickels on the dollar. Don't be mad at the people. Be mad at the corporations that do this I'm shit. I'm not mad at the people. You're the one who sounded racist against Costa Ricans. Just like these Republicans want to talk about the aliens. If, if companies weren't hiring them there, they wouldn't be coming here in droves. Be mad at the people who are pulling the fucking strings instead of the fucking puppets, you morons. Okay. I, I didn't feel like we needed to go down this yeah, path. Jesus. Yeah, well, well you were wrong because <laughs> that's how my business operates. Is I'm trying to compete with low-income Fucking work sta- hazardous workstations. I have to buy certain things to keep my, me and my future employees safe. They don't do that in Mexico. They're so, just like stick your hand in that itch cream there, buddy. Get over with. We pay you five. We paid you five dollars. You'll do whatever the fuck we tell you this week. Wow, dude. If not, we'll turn you loose outside and you can go deal with the cartels. It could be worse. You could be working at Apple in fucking like China and shit like that, where people are jumping off buildings and shit. Well, you know, again, I'm I'm local. I'm, I'm American made. Put that on those trays. You're going to put American made? Are you going to put like a little flag on the side of the trays and shit? I might. I can. Are you going to try to get like a USA chant going when you're in your office and shit like made that? Made in the USA. I'm going to print that on every tray. You know what you should do? Because Kenny's open in his own office. He's talked about it before. It cost so much money to open an office. Like all the shit he's been talking about it. But Dude, like, my rent $6,000 a month. And how much of that are you paying, sir? $2,500. you are paying $2,500 of it. That's the addition. That's what the additional cost is to the, the existing office next door. Okay. My partner's office is next door because I can only operate if there's a doctor on premises. Well, obviously, because you have to have the and, fucking and oversight. And I don't have any money. 
Yeah, because, <laughs> so, because I was going to say, you're not paying $2,500 whatsoever. That's not coming out of your pocket. I have to pay that before I make any like owner I know, money. That's your overhead. That's what you have to make. I make a base salary, and until I cover that overhead, there ain't no extra monies coming in. Yeah, there's no salary coming into you. So <laughs> I, I need boat money. I need to buy a boat. What about boats and hose? I feel like what exactly. you need. Buy the boat, the hose will come. I feel like what you need is to have Lee Greenwood blaring through the speakers when people come in to get their teeth done. Dude, I'm trying to work in here and I have to actually enjoy my environment. And while that would be a good sales tactic, no. I think every I heard enough. I heard that song enough in the eighth grade for the rest of my life. I think what you need to do. I saw so many goddamn USA flag jackets <laughs> over at the fairgrounds. I saw Lee Green. Lee Green was here, was here every four weeks playing a show. You can get it for twelve dollars. When Lee Green, first off, Lee Greenwood had the most perfectly sculpted '80s beard I've ever seen. Like, Nothing against the man; he made plenty of money. Oh, dude, everybody was high on America because of Saddam Hussein. If you could come up with a song about how much you love America, that's before the whole Saddam U.S. tragedy went real dark with people being beheaded and shit. While we were in charge, like y'all are really gonna hang him right here off the back? Oh shit, they did. <laughs> did we just film that? I think we did, guys. <laughs> let's cut the let's cut the camera, guys. Cut the camera. We're all set over here. Is that in Geneva? We didn't do it. <laughs> Um, I, I feel like if you can get yourself into a situation with a- In the first Gulf War, Saddam managed to hold like that level of I'm a leader image all the way to the end. Like he had the beret on the whole time. The end of the second Iraqi war, they pulled that motherfucker. He looked like a bum. He looked like he'd been doing crack underneath a dumpster for three weeks by the time they got him and dug him out of whatever. He looked hole. like Dave Chappelle when he was like, Y'all gotta be more of them crack sandwiches. Like he like, had that. Hurry up and hang me. I feel so dirty. My balls are dirty, y'all. Look. Look, because imagine being Saddam Hussein. Let's let's stay here for just a second, because you've lived a f- pretty fucking cushy you, life. You were executing people for looking at you the wrong way. You had the ultimate power. It, you were Kenny if Kenny ever became the leader of a country. <laughs> Dude, their soccer team lost to another country he once. He had them caned. They had their feet caned. <laughs> Not their backs, their fucking feet. You're a soccer player. I don't know about you guys, but for me, imagining Kenny with even half the power that Saddam Hussein had at the height of his power would be scary as hell. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we discuss what Kenny would be like as a dictator, and then we quickly pivot into him talking about how much respect he has for Vladimir Putin and his penis. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Brad. And this is Katie. And we're the hosts of Decomposition Podcast. I think considering the material we're working with, that language was neither shocking nor inappropriate. It's upsetting and delightful. Much like this song. Uh, No, this is just rhyming nonsense. Yeah. Here to hyperanalyze all your favorite terrible songs. From Billy Joel to Taylor Swift. And Pitbull to Kiss. We break down what makes these songs so, so good. While they're so, so bad. This is a postmodern commentary on human existence. Mm. Billy Shakespeare did write a whole Whole bunch bunch of sonnets. 154 to be exact. I am not suggesting that this is a good or artistic song in any way. It's not good, but but it's it's great. great. You can find us at decompositionpodcast.simplecast.fm or subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. 
Check out our new episodes every Monday, and remember, they're not guilty pleasures if you don't feel guilty. Advertising has us chasing cars and clothes, working jobs we hate so we can buy shit we don't need. Have you ever wished you could get extra now that I'm older? Well, now you're in luck, because if you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, you'll be able to hear Patreon-exclusive content with stuff just like this. Why would you have fetuses as toys? In what sort of Russian nightmare cartoon do you have fetuses as toys? Kenny hates little children. Kenny hates happiness. Especially children. Kenny hates pretty much everything. So I hate happiness. I just hate other people's happiness. I just, I know we're not supposed to get political on now that I'm older, but what the fuck is going on? So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, and you'll be able to check out our Patreon exclusives every single time we drop one. Yes, sir. Hi, I'd like some breakfast. We stopped serving breakfast. I know you stopped serving breakfast, Rick. Sheila told me you stopped serving breakfast. Why am I calling you by your first names? I don't even know who you are. I still call my boss Mr. I worked for him for seven and a half years, but I walk in here all of a sudden total stranger. I'm calling you Rick and Sheila like we're in some kind of AA meeting. I don't want to be your buddy, Rick. I just want a little breakfast. Well, you can call me Miss Folsom if you want to. Sheila, we stop serving breakfast at 1130. Guys, this is JD from the Incession Film Podcast. Every week on our show, you can join my co-host Brendan and I as we review the latest films that's out in theaters. It also inspires us to discuss a top three list of some sort, and we have a lot of other fun movie discussions as well. It's always a blast. And we also have a show on Fridays called our Extra Film Podcast. This is a show that gives us the space to talk about the latest indies and art films and other classics that we normally just don't get to talk about on our main show. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and more. In fact, you can just see everything about us, including our social medias at IncessionFilm.com. So join us every week. We'd absolutely love to have you. It, excuse me. You, I, I believe you have my stapler. So you're Kenny as the leader of a country and you're executing people for looking at you wrong. Go go down this path, Kenny, because Saddam Hussein was the leader you would have been. You'd have been like, if I can keep everybody in check. Not really. He overshot his shot. Well, I also feel I would like, have never crossed the U.S. if I was in that position. If I, I was a dictator who the U.S. gave me carte blanche as long as I just kept Iran next door. <laughs> kept him under control, basically. I would have played my cards way better than Saddam Hussein. I would have been like, whatever you need, USA. But I also hey, feel hey, like. I'm in. Look at me wrong again, motherfucker. I'll beat your whole family. <laughs> I honestly feel like you would have done that. You'd have been like perfectly fine, just like Saddam was for years no, and dude, years and I'm years. How much of a country do you need? <laughs> and got high on yourself and no. got fucking full of yourself nope. and had some dude I remember there. when you were like, would you fight, would you slap fight the bear man, man? <laughs> and I was like, no, I won't slap fight the bear, bear man. I know. I know what to call draw a limit. I think that you would have gotten full of yourself. As now, I would have pulled a Putin if I got some dirt on a candidate. <laughs> I would have happily helped them win an election and then ran around acting like a big cock because I was a big cock. Um, I don't really want to talk about Vladimir Putin's dick like whatsoever. I bet I, it looks just like him. <laughs> just, just smaller. Smug and KGB-like. <laughs> like a goddamn Oscar statue or something. <laughs> With his head on it. <laughs> 
what the fuck happened, dude? We started talking about like trying to update people <laughs> about me selling my house and you opening a business. And we end with Vladimir Putin's cock like, like an Oscar My business statue. has nothing to do with Vladimir Putin's penis. Just want to <laughs> clarify that. Nor do I want to cross him or his penis, because that dude's a stone-cold killer, and he will have you murdered. I, first off, if anybody from out there in Russia land is listening to this podcast right now. I got now, nothing but love and respect for y'all motherfuckers, because I don't want none. <laughs> please understand that we are not here to cross you guys. We are not here to cause any problems. We are not here to get assassinated. Was Kenny was the one off air who was talking shit about Bullshit. I was talking about how I'd take a job with that dude in a minute. <laughs> wow, dude! Wow, we went from having Lee Green with blasting through your speakers at your law. office. I wouldn't violate any laws whatsoever because those motherfuckers are looking now. <laughs> but I would happily take a legal job for Vladimir Putin and be like, "Well, guys, Russia's not that bad. You just need to give them some time. They're a young democracy trying to build capitalism." Did you just say Russia's a young democracy? They are a young democracy. They haven't been a democracy. They've only been a democracy for like twenty years. Okay, there's a difference in the democracy that Russia is and the democracy that America is, okay? We're not a democracy. We're a republic. I, I understand. I'm saying, like, the amount of freedom you can get there in Look, their democracy. Man, the Russians ain't bitching about it. We keep bringing this up, but the Russian people, he's got, like, a 70% approval rate because they're like, did you see Yeltsin? Did you see Boris? Did you see what he was doing? He's like, we're all making money. There's nobody. The ghettos are getting smaller. We're happy. Just leave Putin alone. Yeah, he kills people sometimes. <laughs> you know what? You know what? A little but they're murder. happy with it. It's just like China. We're always like, well, China's not free. And the Chinese people are like, yo, we're eating better. They're like, Xi Ping is like a dictator. And people are like, um, y'all see, we got like a 4% unemployment rate, right? Like, four- like we're eating better than we have in generations. <laughs> the rice we're eating now, way better than any rice we've had before. I'm they even asked J- Jackie Chan in an interview because he's from Hong Kong, which is now back in part of China. And they were like, well, what, why weren't there really any protests when uh, Hong Kong went back? And he's like, uh, we still are making money. <laughs> Chinese people are okay with that. I just feel like that's kind of why they were talking about, uh, and God knows we don't want to get in political shit, but I mean. I think Americans have got to learn that not every country is going to be a fire-branded, freedom-fighting. We're very individualistic in this country. It's it's how we are. It's I read not a, how how a lot of Eastern societies operate. No, we, we believe in we believe in. They nation. don't have room to be independently. <laughs> they have to work together. They are packed in there like goddamn sardines. Oh, dude, Europe is a fucking like it, it's basically like. Uh, no, I'm talking about Europe. I'm talking about China. Have you seen? Oh yeah, they, China's they, they're they stacked on top of each who other. Rent basically, cargo shells. <laughs> like you've just seen the cargo cages like they have in the back of a Walmart. Right. There are people who rent them, and that is their home. And they, mean, they have a shared bathroom in this warehouse, and they all have a cargo thing with, like, a cage that they can lock with them with a bed and their shit. See, I don't feel like that's too that's too little, though. Like, honestly— I mean, you can survive that way, and if you're used to it, it probably doesn't seem too little. But I mean, that's just making your sneakers, and that's why they're not $250 a piece. <laughs> that's just making your aligners if you go with the big brands. <laughs> Wow, dude. So we bring it all back to the fact that – and then we go back to Lee Greenwood. Made He's in the proud USA. to be an American. Sometimes you have to work with uh, other least... countries like Putin because if he offers me money, I'm taking it. Wow, dude. I respect him. I, I fear him. <laughs> I got afraid you of him, You respect dude. Vladimir Putin and fear him. I do. I think he's the most effective world leader on the stage I don't know that you're proud today. to be an American. I don't think you can say those words dude, out right. loud. Which leader is more effective, Vladimir Putin or Donald Trump? A or B, Shane, no beveling. 
I can't answer this question. Who's a better leader? The le- What's her name? The lady from Brexit? <laughs> Brexit? Theresa yeah. May? Theresa May. Who's a better leader? Theresa May? Vladimir Putin. What's the uh, prime minister in fucking New Zealand? <laughs> You're not answering thing? my questions. You keep skipping. No, I'm not. I'm not. Quit trying to throw out your do- your white horse candidate out there. Answer the first two questions. I don't want to answer the first two questions because I have to give okay. Vladimir Putin some sort of credit, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I don't want to put the words. Dude, on I'm the not internet. saying he's a good person. I'm not saying he's nice. I'm saying for his country, this is like honestly, you'd have been the guy back in the day like before saying, Hitler. Just because we hate Mr. Fuji, he was a bad manager. No, his dudes won. <laughs> Mr. Fuji. One dude, but you can, Mr. Fuji got his guys over with nothing but salt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was throwing salt in your eyes every match, and like, and they knew it was coming too. Like, people still, would know. And if the salt didn't work, he just came your ass with his little stick. You know what I would have done if I'd have been a wrestler back then? I'd have put on some fucking goggles and been like, throw some salt in these eyes, motherfucker. And apparently, yeah, then you get slammed on your face and your goggles are embedded in your fucking eye orbit. No, dude. I see dudes now who wrestle with fucking earrings in and shit, and I'm like, no, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, wrestling sucks now. Somebody would drop you on your head for that back then. <laughs> back in the day, somebody would rip that earring out mid they don't have shoot wrestlers anymore. Um, I but get, back to Mr. Fuji. <laughs> no, I think we need to go back to Putin and your healthy respect of him. I uh, do have a, if you, if you do not have a healthy respect for a strong adversary, you will get your ass handed. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're a little bit of like, you're giving a little bit, a, Look, dude, a I'm good not sucking, bit of praise. I'm not sucking his dick like our president does. What I'm saying is you're giving a good bit of praise here and it feels it's like not you're praise, that it's guy. Respect. All right. Listen to me. I'm not saying he's not, he's not an evil person. He is evil, but he's good at his job. He is better at his job. That everybody else is doing his job currently, except maybe that Chinese dude, because you don't know much about him. And to run a country that has like half the people in the world in it and not have any dirt, that's a successful dude right there. I don't know if he doesn't have any dirt or if just everybody who knows it is dead. I mean, that's a dude who's very secretive. I mean, they kind of kill you as soon as you get dirt on you over there. Like, oh, like, they're very strict about having dirt. Like, you could be like a big, powerful person and they catch you doing something dead. There was a, uh, I watched an episode like, of, like uh, local leaders are being wiped for be doing, for being crooked all the time. They have no tolerance for, uh, working shenanigans over there. Let's go back to a point you just made about respecting Vladimir Putin, because I feel like you're that guy during like before World War II started. You're like, you know what? I don't like that Hitler guy over in Germany, but you got to respect him. I mean, he's got the whole country working together. Like they obviously hate Jewish people. You do people. have to respect him. That's why we should be building the shit out of our military because he'll probably be heading here soon. Yeah, if you don't respect your adversary, you're a fool. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you have a little bit too much respect for him. It almost feels just like just because you're... I respect him and I would be willing to take a job for him as a civilian. <laughs> exactly. Like you're like you're like I'm not saying he's not an evil person, but I'd work for him. I mean, if he I offered me a job, but if I got elected, obviously I wouldn't be able to anymore. What are you going to get elected to? What are you running for? You never know. <laughs> I've done crazier things than get elected by accident. Kenny's going to become the alderman of Cobb County. We don't know what well, an alderman is. I'm going to be a is. business owner here in Cobb County soon. Next thing you know, I'm a county commissioner. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I got a police escort now, bitches. Next thing you know, outspoken county commissioner running for governor. Outspoken county commissioner running for governor. Outspoken Tells governor. Yeah, <laughs> outspoken <laughs> governor running for state senator. President. I'm absolutely. sorry, not senator. I'm saying you'd probably run for senator first, then you'd run for fucking. Senators do uh, have a sweet deal. They get a really nice office. You'd run for senator first or fucking house of rep, and then fucking you'd go to presidency. I think governor and then presidency, because governor, you really have very little oversight. <laughs> very little. You pretty much do whatever you want as governor. Senate, you're all got to be worried about invest, being investigated all the time. Governor, 
especially down here in the South, there's just not a lot of laws on the book that monitor the governor's activities. Yeah, I mean, you could be like Rob Lukovich, the guy who got fucking I mean, yeah, if arrested. Up, fucking he was like, stupid. Like what they do down here is they just use tax dollars for their pet projects. They don't use. They, you don't have fucking like mo- actual money so changing hands. When when Purdue wanted a horse farm for his local <laughs> town or a horse, uh, es- ed- what's the equestrian center? Right. He just had a state one built right down the street from his house. He didn't steal the money and then have one built. He just directed funds to where it benefited him. Nathan Deal, house he, he built, got a public road built going right to it. <laughs> really weird how that happened, huh? It feels like they probably – there was a long commission. They probably talked about the ins and outs of it, and then they – no, they actually just fucking directed the funds. And, like, it, it's basically a good old boys network that's Correct. never died down here. Correct. So once you get to be governor, you got to milk that into the presidency. I feel like we've gotten very uh, political with this episode. Well, we'll just call this one predicting the future because in five years, y'all see. <laughs> and I don't want to say that we're going to have President Ken Baldwin, which is not his last name, but like that's. I might that, change it at that point. Exactly. You're just going to go to Baldwin, you know? It's got a ring to it. President Ken Baldwin and his vice president, Shane Smith, who's going to have to nah, do all the you'd work. you'd kill me. <laughs> make Steven vice president. No, I wouldn't kill you. I would probably be, I'd have to do all the work. That's probably what would really you happen. Can be, you can chief of staff. <laughs> That's the person who does all the work. Not the vice president. I guess Steven would be vice president. He can decorate the place. And Let's be honest. The, the world's a very accepting place, but Steven's amount of tattoos is never going to allow him to be vice president of anything except like a tattoo parlor. But if I, I just, yeah, it'll be cool. I'm not – first off, if you have tattoos, I'm not saying that you're not cool. I'm not saying you're not awesome and you're great at your job. The world is not there yet. It took us how many years to I'm elect a sure black Trump's guy? pretty sure Trump's got a fucking number tattooed on the back of his head. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Trump has the plugs from the Matrix and shit like that, and he's just been sent here to, like, divert our attention. I honestly like, think he's cracked up, and they're just trying to hold it together at this point. Like, I really think he's lost it. I, I saw th- him talking the other day, and it was like, uh-oh. He started calling a Fox News reporter fake news, and I was like – that, that, that's, I don't think you know what this means anymore. <laughs> I think you're just throwing this well, around. He just like started any- tweeting direct orders to Fox the other day, and they were like, hey, you can't do that. <laughs> Stop. They, people aren't supposed to. It's like wrestling. They're not supposed to know it's fake. God don't break it. KFAB, Donald. <laughs> don't break KFAB, God damn it. Yeah, it's like, God damn it. <laughs> you're giving it away. Okay. So five years from now, we're going to have so President again, Kim Baldwin. So let's go back. Let's go back. We're talking about respect because that's a, a misused word. I don't say I like Putin. You know where, I know who's got their job. A or B, Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin. Who's a better president? I'm not going to answer that question. You need to answer the question. It's a, it's a, there is no, there's no trickery to that. That is a straightforward, not a trap. It is a plain, I'm not saying you like him more. Who I, is honestly, a more you can't, effective? You can't even compare because it's kind of like comparing Optimus Prime to Bumblebee. Well, they, I, I mean, think that's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Vladimir Putin is fucking amazing at his job. How does he have a 70% approval rating? Because in Russia, if you don't approve of Putin, they find you and they fucking kill it's you. It's not just that. It was living conditions sucked before Vladimir Putin. It's the same reason Mussolini gripped power. He would have held power long if he hadn't made things better. But he was also, he was just doing that. He wasn't as good at it. He couldn't maintain it. Putin's maintained it. He got, he was president, retired, and came back as president. He is the Hulk Hogan of running (laughs) Russia. I mean, oh my gonna, god! That's the name of the episode this week. Vladimir Putin is the Hulk Hogan of Russia. Not Russia, running Russia. The Hulk. You could. The, this week's episode is called the Hulk Hogan of Russia. That's all there is to it, dude. I mean, he is like that dude is the best world champion they've ever had. <laughs> 
And plus, he knows judo stuff. Like, he can beat Trump's ass on top of all of it. Dude. Like, he can beat up all the other world leaders physically on top of being better at the job. <laughs> I mean, have you seen that dude? He's racked, almost like Korean Jesus. <laughs> I got pictures of him out there fighting bears and shit. Uh, he would whip an American president's ass. Obama might beat him at basketball. Obama. But if they got into a tussle, I, I'm not putting money on Obama because he's got too much white in him. How do you know? You have no idea. Obama might have been fucking like. Stuff, I can tell. Like he's, like he's pretty good at basketball. I've seen him shoot the ball. But he, he as a black man, he's what you call light skin. <laughs> and all my brothers will tell you right now, they ain't in that whole fight game. They in that they in that looking good game. So you're saying Ice T, who used to be a legitimate pimp. No, does he look like he's pretty? I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm, no, let's be honest. Does he look Obama pretty compared to Ice T? Ice T looks like he might be a little rough around the edges. Go with Drake. Let's go with Drake. No, Drake doesn't look like somebody. Could Drake, fight at all. Drake proves my point 100. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Obama succeeded. He was a light skinned acceptable brother. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was. He go have no Wesley Snipes running for president. <laughs> Out there throwing the N word around. <laughs> what about your tax plan? Fuck your tax plan. <laughs> My tax plan is to fuck your tax plan. How about that? <laughs> no, they, y'all motherfucker. First off, we're lowering taxes on Takis right now. <laughs> Like, black people would love to claim Obama as president as black, but the minute you start talking about fighting Putin, they'll be like, nah, he mixed. They're going to ensure that fight. They'll be like, ah. <laughs> okay, I think uh, I think we're going to go ahead and end this week's episode on the idea of... Uh, I would pay money to watch, watch him beat Trump's ass. I would pay oh, money. Oh, he would yoke him out so fast. He would do some judo shit on him and like break his elbow. This I feel like if they got into a fight, it would be... Very similar to like Donald Trump would walk to the ring and Vladimir Putin would already be in it. And he would have come out to the NWO music and like Trump would have got out to the ring and ripped off his shirt and been NWO. Like if you put me out there in a, like a, in a celebrity deathmatch type environment, they're like, are right, you versus Trump? I'm like, yes, I'm jazzed. I'm about to kill Trump. <laughs> Secret Service, I'm talking about clay figurines here. Calm down. So, <laughs> but, but imagine halfway through the match. But then if they were like, all right, next you have to fight Putin. I'd be like, nah. <laughs> Break my leg, huh? Dude, during the match with Trump, though, you would probably get jumped by Putin I would pull with the a chair. Ja- I'd pull the Jeff Jarrett Hulk Hogan thing. He'd just fall down. <laughs> just lay down on me. Pin me. Pin me. You can pin me, motherfucker. It's uh, over. I ain't fighting you. All right. So. Somebody shoot me in the elevator. <laughs> I'm not it. disavowing that he kills people that don't like him. I'm just saying he's effective. That's all. That's it for this week, guys. God damn it. <laughs> I guess that's the way the whole darned human comedy keeps perpetuating itself down through the generations, westward the wagons, across the sands of time until we, oh, look at me, I'm rambling again. Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. All right, guys. That's I don't it. even do this podcast anymore. This is, like, so embarrassing. That's going to be it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thanks.
take his advice on a dark and stormy night, all right? When some wild-eyed, eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against a barroom wall, and he looks you crooked in the eye, and he asks you if you've paid your dues. Well, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail.